It would be so awesome. It would be so popular. You're gonna be popular. God is good now get inside. Oh my god. 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 At first it was fun. Then scary. Then fun again. Then spooky, but in a fun way. I love it! The last car, that's the caboose. But I like to call it the cabooseie. this mix uh-huh uh-huh yeah what do we have here is this a second download in one week from the reluctant adult podcast my goodness what did the quarter portion do to deserve this if you've listened to the show for any amount of time you may have heard that we wanted to expand the reluctant adult universe to include a second show where we could interview our friends and collectors and influencers from the world of toys and media and internet stuff. So this is that. This is the thing. <laughs> before we before we get into tonight's interview where I sit down with Ryan, the Nerf aficionado from RiFi channel on TikTok, um, I sent away for the... Super 7 Simpsons figures, Series 1, Entertainment Earth got in a set, and I used code TOYPOD at checkout, saved myself 10%, and free shipping, and uh, I got three of them so far. I got Homer, Deep Space Homer, and then I got the Itchy and Scratchy robots, and I will be the first to say that I was skeptical about these. I, even down to the choice of making Homer astronaut Homer and not just traditional you know every every sunday homer um but i gotta say these figures are winning me over i i think that well first of all you get three portraits with homer which is great and it it's 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 it warrants three portraits because each one is so unique and hilarious where did i put the other one so the current head i have on here is where his mouth is wide open it's as if he's floating through space trying to catch the the chips, the, the the Lay's potato chips, which actually come with the figure, individual chips, which is hilarious. <laughs> Probably right around right along with the um the milk and cookies from that Santa figure are gonna be the most lost ex- accessories of all time. So he comes with that one head. He's got the standard head, which is just sort of Homer looking a little like blank as he can be like no smile just straight ahead um but on the back of it it has the insert brain here with the arrow which is very nice i think (laughs) little little extra little more episode specific and then the third head has him sort of more whimsical with his mouth almost like a whistling pose but i think of it more as like he's scratching his head wondering like what's about to happen so i really like this figure I would love to have regular Homer, and I hope they get to that sooner than later. At this rate, we're only getting 
one or two sets a year because series two is not scheduled to ship until November. And I'm not, uh, I'm not banking on that to be honest with you. So if you have any interest in Simpsons action figures, I would say check these out because, uh, other than, you know, the initial cost, I'm going to say it's not going to be an expensive line to collect because it's going to take so long between series. So if you can muster up the funds for one series a year, you should probably be able to keep up. And, you know, maybe you can play the waiting game and see if Entertainment Earth does another sale like they did with Super 7 last year. But um, I don't know. I just like having this in my life now. It's so much fun. Like, honestly, I've seen some photography with the Homer on Twitter where they have him on the flight stand where he's floating around and he's got a good amount of articulation. It's a nice mix between the aesthetic and the design. They left enough of a gap on the hips so that he could get a little bit of a upward movement, lateral movement on the legs without it looking too strange, but just a really fun figure and uh, definitely exceeded my expectations. So now, now I guess I'm collecting this line. Uh, but like I said, Series 2 not scheduled to come out until November. And Series 2 has that crusty figure that I think could be figure of the year. So if they're able to sneak it in before the uh, the calendar flips to 2024. Jesus, we're talking about 2024 and 2023. Oh, God, we got to stop. Okay, we're going to stop. Actually, we're just getting started because my guest tonight lives his life by one simple philosophy. It's nerf or nothing. His more than 650,000 followers on TikTok make him one of the foremost authorities on spongy warfare. When he's not priming an N-Strike Vulcan ECF-25, he's organizing his G.I. Joe collection while trying to figure out where he's going to put all these damn toys. From Ryfi Channel, Ryan, welcome to the conversation. Thanks so much for having me. That was quite the introduction. Uh, I mean, spongy warfare. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that in daily life now. Put that on a shirt. Do you have a shirt? Do you have like a t-shirt shop? No, I don't. We gotta. So I, I really want to do that for the Reluctant Adult podcast because like Bill and I, like we just come up with these like things during the week and like we just throw that like text on a t-shirt <laughs> and like we could wear them if nobody else buys them. At least we'd have something to wear during the week. So maybe we, we can work like. We'll create like an umbrella a t-shirt shop for all of like the action figure toy influencers on the in internet. Perfect. That'd be yeah, you can handle all the shipping. I don't like shipping. No, they do all <laughs> that. They do all that. You just upload oh, a better yet an Illustrator file or whatever they want. Yeah. Well, before we get into Nerf, which will be the big part of tonight's conversation, today was GI Joe Day. Did you have a good GI Joe Day? You know, I did. I did have an. I had. It was very pleasant. <laughs> did you get a chance to look at all the Hasbro Pulse reveals? I did. Um, the the trouble bubble is back. Trouble bubble, yeah. Very excited for that. Yeah, and scrap iron. I mean, like the the, the Cobra figures mm -hmm. by far are my favorite. Oh like, yeah, they've just been knocking those out of the park. I gotta say, I was always a big fan. I think I actually preferred Blizzard. I'm trying to remember back to to collecting as a kid, but they're so they're doing snow job in the classified line. Yes. I, I there was just something about a character with skis, and like I never went skiing. I have no connection to winter sports but it was just so unique like it was just so much fun to play with yes i mean like i i had a snow serpent growing up mm -hmm. and i also had the stalker with the kayak oh yeah so i i loved the accessories oh it was yes. so fun it was such a great scale because obviously gi joe started with that 12 inch scale 
And then some, I, I don't know, did the, the, the Star Wars 4-inch came before, like, the real American hero? And then they, Hasbro was like, yeah. or, so this is, this is something I always confuse. Kenner started as its own company. Kenner had Star Wars. Kenner had Nerf, right? That was a Nerf. Yeah, yeah. And, Hasbro, and then Parker Brothers before that. Oh, even before, yeah, so it goes back even further. And then Hasbro, Big Daddy Hasbro came and just absorbed it all. So now we know it all as Hasbro, but it, they were separate back in the day. So you had the Star Wars figures smaller because they wanted to do the ships. And G.I. Joe line benefited from that so much because you got all of these fun accessories. Did you ever have like one of the giant ones, like the space shuttle or the, the aircraft carrier? So no, I never had the flag. I never had the uh, the space shuttle. I did have uh, like some of the smaller like ATVs mm -hmm. and you know uh, all the other kind of maybe personal vehicles. Mm -hmm. the, the the big one I remember. Gosh, what was it called now? The Ghost Ghost Striker or something like that. It, it was the one late late stage GI Joe. You had a handle and then it would project an image of like uh, Cobra ships and then you would fire a missile and it would have that. Uh, I mean, you you know that like '90s missile you know toy where it's yeah. just like. Beep, 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 Oh yeah, and it would like cycle through five different styles. Yep. It was that, but in GI Joe form, uh -huh. uh, that that was my big uh, playset. It was just so much fun. I also I would use the Joes, like I was I was into wrestling, and I would use them as wrestlers because they had so much better articulation than <laughs> than the actual wrestlers than any other toys. They were way ahead of the game. Oh yes, yes. Well, and then I mean, like most of the thumbs were broken off yep. mine because I would try to fit the <laughs> the guns in their hand. Yeah. And then to do that, I would kind of like bite them a little bit, uh -huh. just like a little chew. And then, uh, of course, that would weaken the plastic yep. and they would be thumbless Joes. Oh, that was that you just triggered a memory of all of the thumbs that would just because it's soft plastic. So you could bend it a little bit, but you would get to bit. that breaking point and it would just, it would just come off. And then you would see like the the color of the plastic underneath that was separate from the color of the hand. <laughs> you you just you you hit a keyword there that I'm going to jump around a little bit. But you your main platform is TikTok, correct? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And yeah. TikTok is is a unique platform because it's almost like playing a game. You have this algorithm that people have heard about, and whether that's you know whether there are actually people pulling the strings behind the 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 stage or not, there's something to it. But one of the things that TikTok is very serious about is no guns, no guns, no talk of guns. If you say the word gun on TikTok, your video will will be nerfed. <laughs> To, to mix mixed terminology there. Yeah. So do you find it challenging to have a channel that is exclusively about blasters and not use the G word? Yeah, to, to, to back kind of into that, when you use, like, you always say blaster when it comes to nerf. Mm -hmm. Like, that is just, like, the lingo uh, that they use, and they've used it forever, right? Like, they're, they're not guns, they are blasters. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just one of those things, like, you... you do it long enough and you just kind of pick it up and then like you kind of forget about it in fact there's like communities in the whole uh you know nerf world that will actually censor the word gun mm -hmm. uh just because they don't want to be associated with that and um that has led to some challenges on tiktok right because nowadays there's a lot of products coming from china that are either um I mean, they're just basically ripped off of 3D printed versions of, right. of what people have done kind of in the Nerf community, or they're brand new designs, totally original, but they don't have like all the safety features that like we require here in the States or in other parts of the world, like the blaze orange tip, um, you know, bright colors, things like that. Mm -hmm. And those can get flagged, right? 
Um, thankfully, you know, every time I've had something go like under review, it's been like, oh yeah, it's it's the Nerf guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy, again. he's he's yeah. fine, uh-huh. but uh, you know, like also with the GI Joe stuff, right? They started with like these very futuristic sci-fi, uh, you know, kind of weapons for the classified line. People were like, "Well, we kind of want the older Joes." So now we're starting to see the Uzis. We're starting to see like the the Russian and German, you know, kind of yeah. uh, machine guns and stuff like that, which are um, a little more realistic looking. And if I zoom in a little too close, yeah, um, you know that that can kind of set off some of the uh, alarms. And yeah, there indeed is an algorithm. Um, what that is, I think lots of people love to guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who knows for sure? Uh, and you know, like it's it's always kind of worked out for me in the end. But yeah, it's like been annoying, and there's it's always been kind of like this thing, like, well, is this gonna you know set off some alarm bells? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just something I kind of have to play with. Um, and in fact, like it's also kind of informed some of the content I make. Because gel blasters in particular, I don't know, like, are you familiar with those? Well, so this, yeah, so this was something I wanted to get into. Because this is the evolution of the ammo. You, you know, you started with the larger arrows from Aerostorm, and you went to the smaller, small, smaller arrows that you're familiar with, and then balls. But it seems like we're into this one-time use ammo now with the with the the gel. Yeah, so, so like, I don't know if you remember them, but, like, the EnterTech uh, squirt guns from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, we've almost kind of gone full circle with that because some of these gel blasters are just basically the replica firearm. Uh-huh. And so, like, I just won't do those. Because, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that kind of a collector. I just like collecting toys. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they definitely... There's definitely several camps within within the blaster world. And there's that camp, and you can go on Amazon and find stuff like this, where they are really pushing the limits. Like, these look like legitimate firearms. And... Mm-hmm. We have we have the we have these laws that require the orange tip. I mean, if you're a Ghostbusters fan and you just got your proton pack, it came with an orange <laughs> tip for the, the Neutrona wand, which I still <laughs> think is the silliest thing because nobody's going to confuse that for a real blaster. Whatever, right. Hasbro's legal department. But yeah, they, we have the we have these companies pushing the envelope in in a direction that you know these are meant to be toys. It's you know. I just, it, it 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 can it seems like it's getting dangerous like the more you get closer to the real thing you're losing the fantasy and it's like well why why are you collecting a toy at this point it doesn't look like a toy anymore like what what are yeah. you doing well there's like a whole subsection of like kind of the nerf community which is all just based on performance all based on gameplay mm-hmm. so there are people out there that just play blaster tag and that's like all they do so they they fine tune all their blasters they put bigger springs they do all this kind of stuff but it's all kind of with still within, uh, you know, kind of that safety umbrella, sure. for, more yeah. or less. Um, and and we're just kind of seeing that portion kind of take up a lot bigger space on the store shelves, because like the goofy, you know, Dinobot looking Nerf yeah. blasters, uh, you know, like they're cool. I like those. Yeah. Uh, but but that's not what everybody's asking about. Right. Like they're like, oh, show me the one that shoots like ro- like rocket darts and stuff. <laughs> Right, I want I want someone to actually feel this if I if I hit them with it. I want them to remember. Well, that so we can go a lot of different ways here. But you meant you you talked about the evolution of of the the armory, and do you have an idea of of who is collecting Nerf? Is it the younger kids? Is it an older generation? Is it a mix? So I mean, like I, I think you know, like you're gonna always have like the, the the core kids, right? I mean, like 
the, the blasters that you buy off the shelves and they're going to have a lot of fun with. But what you kind of find when you go online is, you know, uh, adult collectors who have, you know, cameras and, you know, TikTok accounts that right. can talk about this stuff. And they talk about stuff that they're excited about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stuff is, like, more performance. Like, the Nerf blasters we wish we had as a kid that, like, would put a hole through uh, the sheetrock. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, you have these two different camps, and, you know, kind of it's, it's one of those things where, like, both worlds don't necessarily talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's big enough space within the blaster aisle mm-hmm. where they can both live side by side now, which I think is probably, like, the best uh, blasters have been in a long time uh, because there's just so many options. We're not back in the 90s where it's like, oh, you have a scorpion blaster that shoots one dart not very far. Uh-huh. I took a I took a stroll down the, the, the blaster aisle at Target today, and I, I was sort of surprised because I, I walked almost right past the nerf to the the X-Shot stuff. That really caught mm. my eye because mm-hmm. they they have these wraps now, this, this like the dip-printed wraps where it's just like it's, like, it's like graffiti almost all over them. Yeah. So where is that coming from? Why, like, are are the blasters a piece of art now? Is this a, is a different different uh, group that that collects for the look of the blaster? Um. So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll really get into it. Now. Okay, here we um, go. Here we go. <laughs> so, so X Shot right is owned mm-hmm. by Zuru. They, right. They're the ones that do the mini brands, like yep. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they have manufacturing down so well that they've been making the same blasters for you know like five years. Yeah. They've introduced, like, a blaster here or there, but, like, their big innovation is, like, they're able to swap out parts, and they're able to swap out, like, dye color for the plastic mm-hmm. extremely efficiently. And so their big their big innovation in manufacturing is that printing technology. So you can just go, like, they just have this whole system, right, where you just, like, print it on the blaster shell, and you can make infinite combinations of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the coolest things that ever got sent to me was one of those X-Shot Skins blasters with my face on it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Did they pick so, the photo? Yeah, they're like, hey, like, so this was like a long time ago. They're like, hey, do you have like a profile photo you want to send us? Uh-huh. And so, I mean, I just get all goofy, right? And I take a bunch of silly, uh, you know, pictures and send it to them. Yeah. Like thinking, I don't know, this is probably going to show up like on a Facebook banner or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then in comes the box, right? And then I open it, and there's my face on the thing. <laughs> That's so cool. And I so like that printing technology is yeah. like phenomenal. And they've done that for like a bunch of other uh, people that are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, stuff like that. Like, it's it's so crazy. Like, I hope at some point they'll just be like, here, just upload your file, and we'll send you this printed blaster. But I don't know if that'll happen. I mean, I'm sure that's something that they could do. You have Hasbro with the selfie series now. You can print your own action figure with your likeness. It seems like <laughs> less technology needed to, to print your photo on a, a 3D object. But that's so cool. I mean, what a what an awesome uh, giveaway. Like, you're never you're never going to give that up. You're going to keep that forever. So like X shot is always <laughs> going to be part of your collection. That's so smart on their part. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk. This is, this is a, this is something that is interest is of interest to me. Um, I'm a, we're always sort of like jokingly begging Hasbro to send us stuff <laughs> like, you know, the big box of star Wars, like whatever. We'll, we'll even take my little ponies at this point, but in your videos, you talk about people sending you different blasters you know, other than Hasbro has Hasbro ever sent you anything. Yeah, every once in a every once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. they will send uh, you know like a big box like oh it's summer's coming here's some super soakers and some fun blasters that are coming out this summer, 
um, like t-shirts and headbands and, you know, kind of kooky stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, X shot sends by, or they used to send boxes a lot and mm-hmm. they would have like these just ridiculous things. Like I had like, what was it? A 10 foot inflatable X logo. Uh-huh. They, they sent me a pump, which was great Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. um, but, uh, that was like super fun. Um, you know, dart zone, they're kind of like the high end performance blasters, like the ones that, mm-hmm. uh, you're swapping springs out and uh, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. They, they've sent me things too. um, but it always kind of happens like once in a blue moon. I wouldn't say that there's, you know, like, oh, every July or, you know, every month or anything like that. It's just kind of sporadic. Are there any like um, like upstart blaster company out- companies out there that like need to get their name out there and are doing something really cool and you'll you'll get something from them? But, you know, every once in a while. Right. So I, I think the really coolest space right now in blasters is the 3D printers, mm-hmm. like the, the, the modelers and the printers. Because they're doing like pretty phenomenal like out there stuff, um, that you couldn't do at like a, a large manufacturing company, or you know nothing that you know like a large company would want to tackle you know from kind of like a product marketing sales you know angle. Uh, so like the three D printers are like filling this really niche space of just like doing really interesting things that look just absolutely wild and crazy that we just wouldn't see in a million years. Yeah caveat being right like you need to have either a 3d printer a large enough bank account to keep yeah. buying the uh, the upgraded files and the knowledge to put all the hardware together 3d printing is such a game changer especially in our hobby you know i i, I foresee a future where you won't even go to target you'll just download the file and print out your own action figures i know you're <laughs> into 3d printing i would love to get into this world what as someone who who knows nothing about how it works would you recommend just jumping in? What's what's the best entry level three D printer? Well, for, first, uh, you know you got to put one of your hobbies on a shelf mm-hmm. because three D printing is all consuming. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, uh, like it, it is, it is still in a state. It's getting a lot better, from what I hear, but it's still in a very uh, primitive state where you have to do like a lot of tinkering mm-hmm. and you're you're googling and figuring out like why isn't the thing sticking to the printer? Why is it like separating? Why did when I pick it up it just fell apart? Uh-huh. Uh, there's just like all these little nuances and stuff like that. So actually, I haven't been using my 3D printer as often anymore hmm. um, because I, I just don't have time to to tinker sure. and keep up with it. Yeah, for a while there, TikTok was sending me a lot of videos about 3d printing and it was like giving me anxiety because every other video was just like the spaghetti you get from the failed prints mm-hmm. and i'm like and then it says like it'll give you the ticker that says like oh this is gonna take four days like, i do not have the patience for this kind of hobby like I, but that is that is the magic of editing right it's like yeah. something that literally takes eight hours mm-hmm. uh you know you, you get to see in 15 seconds so yeah i need i need this it, real time i need it sped up i can't i would be like checking it every every five minutes like is it done i know it said three weeks but maybe in five minutes it'll be done so, I, <laughs> well I, then you also have to account for other crazy things like i had to move my 3d printer where it was because it was above or it was below uh you know an air vent Oh, well, that was yeah. causing it to cool too quickly uh-huh. and not adhere. And like, it, it, you know, like if you live in a humid place, then you have to have that as consideration. You have to dry your filament in the oven. 
it's 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 pretty wild. So what I'm hearing is maybe maybe not a good time for Paul to get into 3D printing. <laughs> Wait a little well, I mean, longer. If you just want to drop the podcast thing or yeah, you know but, stop collecting toys, right? That, that'll free up plenty of time. Maybe for, uh, this is a good retirement project when I have. <laughs> yes, it is absolutely. You know, like uh, yeah, like wood wood carving and 3D printing. Yeah, it's gonna be my retirement package. There you go. Hopefully by the time I'm able to retire, retiring is still a thing by then. Um, the the technology has advanced. Like like I still fight with the paper printer. Like I still have trouble printing on paper. Like if we're gonna get to the point where we're printing like necessities, <laughs> I feel like we're gonna be in a little bit of trouble. But who knows? Elon's working on it. I'm sure. <laughs> PC load letter. I know. <laughs> I have so I have this printer that it works fine when it works, but it always wants to update except they don't make updates for it anymore so you have uh, to like feed it a generic fake update just so it thinks it did it <laughs> like what why are we tricking technology this doesn't make any sense like right. looney tunes with like the little carrot on the yeah and they just pulled away <laughs> at the last second um so i've started a tradition in, in the last few years for my birthday my wife will get me a, a nerf gun so mm. so throughout the year i'm sort of like eyeing like which which one i want um, let me show you the one I got this year, and you can you'll know exactly what it is. I think I remember. Yeah, I remember I you in the comment section. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. What is this one called? That's the Pathfinder. The Pathfinder. It's so again talking about people liking the blasters that look a little more realistic. Mm -hmm. This is kind of realistic. <laughs> like, yeah. If you take this part out, I mean this. I mean yeah. So other than the colors, which I enjoy the colors. Um, it just feels good. Like I, I don't have real guns. Like I'll obviously have to edit that out for TikTok. But like I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in that at all. But like there is just something like it just feels good in your hands. Like I don't want to shoot anybody. But there's, right. it's like that thing. It's like every every young boy likes swords. But I feel like there is probably something similar with the firearms. So, so well, Nerf like, I, really. I, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming we're like roughly the same age, and mm -hmm. so like, what what did we do? You know, like on the weekends, it was like, oh, you get kicked out of the house and you go play, and yeah. like one of those things, of course, is like war. You, yeah. you make tree forts and you throw pine cones at each other, or you know, like blast Nerf or Nerf Super Soaker stuff at each other. Yeah, that was kind of my growing up. Everything you find, all the sticks become blasters. Everything you find <laughs> that's shaped like that, it's either a sword or it's a blaster. It's just how our minds work, for better or worse. Um, so growing up, I rem was the first. I was going back through some commercials today, some Nerf commercials. So they started out with the ball. <laughs> there was mm -hmm. a ball. There was a soccer ball. There was maybe a football. The mm -hmm. first blaster-esque thing that I saw was the Aerostorm. Is that correct, or is there something before that? Uh, I mean, it really depends on what you call a blaster. Okay. Right, so there, I mean, like you have something like the Blastomatic, right, which was 1989, 1990, mm -hmm. just a tube with uh, like a little cinched end where you would plug basically the larger version of the the rival, uh, you know, impact rounds, mm -hmm. and you would just draw it back and then you'd plunge it forward and then it would pop out. There's that, but oh, like okay. if, if we're talking about yeah. like the the you know the blaster type that we're used to, mm -hmm. it's the sharpshooter. Oh. Which was 1992. I have to Google it. What is it? What is it? Can you describe it to me? Uh, it's right here, actually. Oh, you have it? All right, here it is. Okay, so that, yeah, that is very blaster-shaped. Yeah, okay. Now, the crazy thing is Nerf is going to be re-releasing this, and they're calling it the Sharpshooter, or the... 
the sharp 92 they're not using shooter anymore sure um uh-huh. and it's a hasbro pulse exclusive mm-hmm. and the cool thing about it and the reason i, I put down my 30 dollars for it is because they're re-releasing the ammo type which isn't a standard nerf dart mm-hmm. it's like this in between nerf dart and nerf arrow interesting and that was exclusive to that blaster yeah, it was exclusive to this one. Um, yeah, it even says Kenner on there. So that that's how old this is, right? That was right. Kenner pre-Hasbro pre, days. Yeah, pre-merger. Um, and, then, and then, I mean, then you, then you start getting into some of the other crazy stuff, too, of like, well, uh, Lonnie Johnston, who did Super Soaker, also helped with a lot of the technology that went into, like, modern Nerf Blasters as well. Mm-hmm. Are you into Super Soaker 2? Is that a different world? I don't feel like that's as big with collectors. Surprisingly, so Nerf Blasters don't hold, like, really any value. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Um, it, it, it's more of a sentimental collection uh-huh. uh, than anything. It's just something that you enjoy. Uh, the, it is not, you know, like, collecting the, you know, carded, you know, LJN, WWF, uh, you know. You're not going to retire in your run. Nerf collection. Uh, but the Super Soaker stuff, uh, funny enough, actually is a, more of a collection, like really? a, a valuable collection than some of the Nerf stuff. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with like some of the initial ones, like the Super Soaker 50, right? All the way up to like, you know, like the 3000s. Mm-hmm. It all has like air pressure, which they don't do anymore. It's just like a hand pump. Huh. What was the classic like bright green and yellow one that that I'm that was a of. super soaker 50 okay yeah that was beautiful yep. I, I you know like some especially with like the recent recent nerf blasters it you can really appreciate the engineering and the design that goes into it like they're not that the earlier ones like weren't nice to look at but you can just tell like there's just an emphasis put on making these things look like a piece of art at this point yeah and and like the mechanisms inside like it's just a fun project right like i loved building lego as a kid and so taking apart a nerf blaster and like seeing how it works inside and then being Mm -hmm. able to put it back together and it work again uh, is is it's like a fun secondary project yeah well i was gonna okay so you're able to put it back together because i i can get halfway there i can take it apart (laughs) but then i never remember where the springs go or there's like a screw that doesn't fit let me show you the one the one project I was able to successfully complete. All right, let's see it. So this is obviously a very popular blaster. This is the does it, does it have the pennies in it? Uh, what are the pennies? What is that? So so that's like one of the the very first mods that a lot of people did with Nerf. Uh-huh. Is you open up that that blaster, the Maverick, and yeah. then you put pennies behind the spring to <gasps> pre-compress it a little bit. Oh, wow! And it'll give it a little extra pop, a little extra. It's a little, not t- it's a little not a whole bit, lot, yeah. But. No, so so what I was able to do is I saw that so this actually let me this is this is a, a stock version. So I'll show you this one first. So this comes out this is how you load it. It comes out about mm. that much. But you can cut something and it comes mm. out like this and then you yes. can spin it and play <laughs> Russian roulette. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing and like I 100 times out of 100 I would choose this one. You know, absolute props to you for opening that one because of that mechanism. That makes it a very difficult blaster to like take a, take apart and put back together. I mean, uh, here's here's I don't a, even here's know what a I tip did. for you though. If you ever want to get into a Nerf blaster, uh huh, type out the full name of it. Yeah, and then the word internals. Okay, 
and you will have like there are people out there that will expertly diagram these and even possibly have a YouTube video that you can follow along no. every step of the way. Yeah. I always think like when I'm taking something apart, I need to do like bird's eye view photos to remember <laughs> where the screws go or like, you know, draw, trace it out and put the screws where they should be. Cause that's always the problem I run into. Like I have one extra screw left over or not enough. There are different Nerf families. There's, uh, there's like the kids Nerf is something new that you were displaying and then there's the limited collection on Hasbro Pulse. Now, this is really cool. So this is where Nerf gets into partnerships with other brands and brings brings the, the weaponry from different fantasy worlds to Nerf. So they've, they've been working with Star Wars, which is really cool. But I think my favorite one that they've done recently is the M41A from Aliens. Yep, this thing, right, right, right. I always love the look of the pulse rifle, and they just did an amazing job translating this into a toy. Yeah, I mean, like, hands down, Nerf Limited has only gotten better the more they've released. Um, I, I don't know if you're big into Halo at all, but the Needler is just, like, a perfect blaster as well. I mean, it started off rough, though. Nerf Limited. <laughs> what did it start It started with? off really rough. It was uh, a reskin of one of the Fortnite blasters, the mm -hmm. AR. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Travis Scott was a really big name. Okay. <laughs> and uh, there, there was the big Fortnite concert. It was like all, all the stars aligned, right? Uh -huh. And Nerf is like, we are partnering with Travis Scott, Fortnite, and we're going to give you this limited edition blaster. The only place you could order it was from the Travis Scott merch store. So I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm going to get like a really rare Nerf blaster. <laughs> Uh, the the renders looked amazing, like the product shots that, you know, like the what it was hoping to look like looked incredible. It was like this thermoscope kind of thing. Like imagine like the scenes in Predator. Yeah. Yeah. But like mapped onto a Nerf blaster, like uh -huh. what X-Shot is doing. Uh-huh. That is what they wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> it, but, it, it arrives like a year late. Um, really poor communication. Yeah. And people open it up and it looks terrible. Oh, no. Like. It looks nothing like what's on the box, and some of the spots just look like somebody smeared poop on it. Oh, it was just yeah. like, it I'm was looking bad. at it now. Yeah, that, that's not great. Oh, okay, it's a rough start. <laughs> yeah, it was like Instagram versus reality, uh -huh. right? I mean, it was just like <laughs> I got this from Wish. <laughs> kinda. Yeah. I mean, so after that, like, I was kind of down on it, right? Like, if yeah. they're gonna put this effort into it. But then, of course, they, they, they said, oh, Mandalorian blaster. It's going to be four feet long mm -hmm. and, you know, lights and sounds. It's like, cool. They, they've been doing a really good job with Star Wars stuff. Yep. And so, again, put the money down on the, the Mandalorian blaster. It came. It was a beautiful box. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a great blaster. But then, I don't know, like a couple months later, they released another version that just removed the lights and sounds, but was like half the cost. Yeah, these are pricey, like over 100 bucks. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But then, um, but then the the aliens rifle came out, mm. and that just reset everything for me because like that is just a fantastic blaster. Does the counter work? The countdown? Mm -hmm. It does, and it's it, it works, and it goes up to it goes up to ninety nine. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but it only comes with like an eight round or a ten round mag, uh -huh. so um, that's that's kind of the limitation there. Yeah. But uh, I mean, other than that, like a lot of people had gripes about. 
oh, it's bright yellow and stuff. I'm like, well, it looks like the power loader. Yeah. I mean, I think I really like the colors they chose. Like you said, it looks like the power loader. It's got that, like the, um, you know, the crosses for like the, the mm -hmm. caution sign. I think it looks great. I've seen people paint it and sell it on eBay for like 400 bucks. Which I understand if you're a big alien person, you want to display this, but like I really enjoy the colors they chose. Um, yeah, you know, instead of instead of treating it like a limitation, they had some fun with it. I think these are really fun colors. I mean, and that's that's the thing, right? Like the the toy aspect of it to like honor other parts of like the movie was like a really fun treat. Yeah, and it didn't take away from you know like the the lack of you know 100% screen accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, I so I I pre-ordered this from Hasbro Pulse and it was like a year out and I was I like yep. I was like in the final day. I'm like, OK, I'm going to do it. And then like people started getting it. And then I saw that it was available on GameStop <laughs> and I'm like, if it's on GameStop, it's going to be on clearance. So I canceled my my Hasbro Pulse because I thought it was exclusive to Hasbro Pulse. And then I thought when it was too. Yeah. I didn't know it was a uh, games. I know. And then when I saw other sellers selling it, I was I sort of felt like, wait a minute, you tricked me. I don't like that. So I still don't currently have it, but I definitely want to get it because it it looks great. Um, yeah, you were you were talking about like that nerf doesn't really go up in value. I've seen a few that do. I'm sure this will probably be one of them that does. So it's like if I wait too long, I'm gonna end up paying <laughs> like much more than I want to. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, right? Like I. I I, I can't predict that stuff like G.I. Joe stuff. OK, like some of the early wave stuff. It's easy. It's easy to be like, OK, yeah, like people really miss the boat on that. Yeah. But like the nerf stuff, you you never know. Like, that's the crazy part about it. It's just you might find it in like a Goodwill oh, on a random yeah. Thursday and <laughs> it'll have like the name little Timmy on it. And yeah. you just take, you know, a little rubbing alcohol and it's gone. <laughs> nerf. I mean, you have Imagine X stuff and you have nerf. And these are things that I guess kids grow out of quickly because these these are staples of Goodwill. You will always find them, which is exciting. Like I definitely picked up an extra Maverick at one point because I was like, I love I love this blaster. I want I would like to have extra. The way you have uh, you have your collection behind you. When I moved into this house in the garage, they had the the pegboards up. So I was like, well, I don't want to put like any carded figures out in the garage. So I hug up all my Nerf blasters and I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is the perfect yes. way to display these. Exactly. One thousand percent. Yeah. Like there, there's no better use of pegboard. No, I, I know. Because that, how else do you display the Nerf guns? Like there's no there's unless you have like a bunch of mannequins, you can put them in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stor storage is a problem, right? Like yeah. that is that is a huge problem when it comes to these things. And you know, there's times where I just wish, like, I wish I like collecting stamps. Like, that just stacks neatly. It's a little easier. You, yeah. You can have you can have a lot of them in a small space. Uh -huh. Um, but uh, I mean, when you got when you got something like this, and you have like hundreds of them. Yeah. It's 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 a little tricky. Do you have hundreds of them? Do you know how many you have? Uh, I just purged again. Oh. But um. Yeah, I mean it's in it's in the hundreds for okay. sure. When you when you let a blaster go, do you put it up on eBay? How do you get rid of them? So that that's actually how I got into Nerf was like I was flipping toys on eBay and stuff like that. Um, and then there, there was like a tipping point of like, whoa, I'm not really selling these. I'm just kind of collecting them and having fun with them. So mm -hmm. I guess I'm collecting these now. <laughs> um, the other the other problem too was like shipping. Like they are just such a regular shape. They do not fit into boxes nicely. Right. So. <laughs> 
It was just like a hassle. Basically, when I let him go, it's just like, uh, who who wants some? Oh, okay. Like I'll, I'll put it up on Facebook Marketplace, and it'll just be like a fire sale. Wow. You know, I'll be like, I'll just take a big picture. Sure. You know, on the ground with like you know twenty blasters. I'm like twenty bucks or you know whatever you offer. That's great. Um, there, there's actually another guy in town here that he does nerf, you know, kind of uh, content creation, influencing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's not too far from here, and he. He works with like a local park district. They do events in kind of one of the community uh, gymnasiums. And he's like, hey, do you got any extra stuff you're just not using or you don't want? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, filled, we filled up his car to like the top um, with just stuff that, you know, like I'm not going to collect that, that has no real sentimental value to me. Nor if I go to like any sort of big nerf event, would I ever bring in a million years? Mm-hmm. One of the, I guess maybe one of the things is like, I, I get a lot of questions on TikTok of like, mm-hmm. how do you get so many nerf blasters? Yeah. And before all these companies started sending them my way, I would just go to the thrift stores. I would go to garage sales. I'd be on Facebook Marketplace and you can get them cheap because like, as you mentioned, there becomes a tipping point in some kid's life where they're just like, I'm out. Yeah. And their parents are like, good. And then they get put (laughs) in the car and then shoved off to like the place they can dump them. Yeah. So it's, it's easy to collect an arsenal. And even if... The blasters don't work 100% right. Take a chance. Open it up. Learn something. I mean, like, the the cool thing about Nerf, right, is, like, yes, it is a fully packaged and formed toy Mm -hmm. uh, that you can have fun with. There's also the secondary fun of uh, taking it apart and seeing how it all works. (laughs) There you go. So if if your mom and dad don't want to buy you a Nerf blaster, tell them it's a science project. Tell them this is a STEM education you're getting here. Maybe that. (laughs) Exactly. A little bit. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us this week's Reluctant Adult Conversation. You can find Ryan on TikTok. You can find him on YouTube. Where else can people find you? Um, Yeah, Instagram, uh, Facebook even. Uh, you know, it's, it's wherever you prefer to kind of have some Nerf and uh, other toy collecting content. I'm, I'm likely there. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I told you that would be interesting. Go ahead and give Ryan a follow on the socials. TikTok is the big one, but you can follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Not that he needs it. As I mentioned, 650,000 followers on TikTok. That is a lot of Nerf fans. My goodness. If you're in the following mood, why don't you go ahead and follow our accounts? The Reluctant Adult Podcast on Instagram, TikTok. What else is there? Twitter. Yeah, we don't really do that. That one's reluctant underscore pod. But honestly... I even before Elon Elon started burning things down, I pretty much I pretty much jumped ship on uh, on the Twitter account on there. But uh, you can follow me personally at Feet Mittens. I post some fun stuff. Probably most important, if you have someone in mind that you would like to see slash hear appear on a future episode of Reluctant Adult Conversations, send us an email. The Reluctant Adult Podcast at gmail.com. Give us their info and uh, we'll, we'll reach out and see if they're interested in uh, appearing on a future episode. We really appreciate that. Spread the word. If you enjoyed this, let people know. Let them know about the regular show. We're still doing that every week. Our TikTok, very active. That is a nice companion piece to the podcast because you can see what we're talking about. When we mentioned that we're holding up a toy to the camera, obviously that doesn't do you very good on the podcast, but on TikTok, it's like magic. You can see what we're talking about. 
So thank you to everyone who checked out this debut episode of Reluctant Adult Conversations. And uh, this won't be a weekly show, at least not right away. But um, just keep checking the feed and... We'll obviously let you know on the regular show if we have any upcoming guests. We're working on someone very exciting right now. We're trying to schedule time to talk to him. Um, but I'm I'm very much looking forward to talking to this gentleman from the world of TikTok. And uh, yeah, so hopefully that works out and we have that show coming at you soon. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And as we say, we don't want to grow up, but we already did. Have a great week. Well, rest of the week. (laughs) And we'll, we'll talk to you on Monday. I still want.